There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the Marvel, the man that is just in peach. Another compliment. I am getting used to this. I know you said I shouldn't, but I am. Yeah, don't get used to it. It's going to change very soon. Justin, we're at the mid-table stage of our Championship League Table predictions. Now, there's plenty we need to get through here, so we'll crack straight on with position 16. We're going to go uh, from 16 to 19. It's worth adding on as well. And also, just want to add in the uh, disclaimer as well that there is still a month of the transfer window left. It could all change uh, by that point. So, yeah, let's go to position 16, Justin. We've got QPR, which is one we disagreed on. It's one of them because I had them much lower than you did. You had mm-hmm. them 12. Uh, yeah. I had them about 18th, I think I did. Um, I think they're quite a funny side this year, QPR, because they've gone from scoring a shed load of goals last season and conceding a shed load of goals. Uh, but defensively, they might be quite decent this season and not be scoring as much. Um, the main reason I say that is because they brought in Rob Dickey, who's a centre-back from Oxford, and I think that is a quality signing. He was one mm. of the best players in League One last season. It could be an unbelievable bit of business and it could make all the difference for them defensively. Going forwards, though, there's a lot to be concerned about. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I would agree. You, you take out the obvious one. Uh, Ebrechi is you take him out and that's goals and assists, a lot of creativity out the side and then you also remove Naki Wells and Jordan Hugo out of the team and that's basically your your main three last season for QPR out the side. I know that I know they had to they cope with, without Naki Wells, but they didn't really replace his goals after he went back to um, Burnley and obviously to Bristol City. Yeah, they, they never replaced that, and that showed um, in the sort of the second half of the season when he when he wasn't there. Um, so yeah, it is it is easy to say they might struggle for goals, but there's a lot of there's still ability in this team. You look at Bright say Samuel. Elias Chair as well. They've added Tom Carroll, who I think will add a bit more control in the midfield, which is certainly something they missed last season at times. And obviously, Rob Dickey is one of the signings of the window, I think. Um, you know, maybe a bit of a surprise because he was linked with everybody. Um, no one pounced from Rob Dickey. And there was no intent really shown other than, other than from QPR. And, and they've got probably one of the best centre-halves in, in League One last season. Um it's a good signing, him and Johan Barbe. There's a ball playing defence there. You can see the route Mark Warburton's going down. 
it's it's just about whether they can they can find another attacking player to to fill that gap left by Ebridge, Easy, and John Hugo. Yeah, well, they got in Wells, Hugo, and Easy. They contributed forty goals last season. The rest of the squad got twenty seven. So the the other players need to step up, and they do need to bring in other players to replace them. As you mentioned, Bright say Samuel, very good player, needs to have a great season uh, if they can keep hold of him. That is because he's mm. been linked with the move away. Elias Chair is another one who needs to have a good season. He was very inconsistent and needs to be a lot better. Uh, Lyndon Dykes is one of the uh, players they have brought in up front. He's a striker from Livingston. Only got 11 goals last season, though. It's not exactly making me shake in my boots. Um, <laughs> it's going to be well, interesting to see how he does, isn't it? You say you know, you're know you not really shaking your boots, but he's a big, rough-and-tumble striker, so I'm sure if you played against him, you'd be a bit worried. Um, he's he's one of those types that holds the ball up, isn't he? He plays with his back to goal and, as I mentioned with Tom Carroll, adding a bit more control into QPR's play. Um, I think that, that also gives him that avenue as well. Not forgetting they've brought in George Thomas, who at one point at Coventry City, as we mentioned in the last episode, uh, how good they are at producing players. Um, he's another he's an astute, uh, an astute signing from Leicester um, who's got a lot of potential to live up to. So they've made, they've made some tidy signings, but as you say, they're probably one or two players short, I think, from being comfortably mid-table. Yeah. Uh, one thing you can say about QPR is there were worse sides than them. Uh, I'd be very surprised, though, if they trouble the top half of the table because it is very condensed up there. And yeah. at the same time, as you mentioned, they're a good three or four players away from really making any progress up the table. I'm still not convinced by Joe Lumley or Liam Kelly, though. No. In goal. No, neither am I. Neither am I. That's a position that needs to be strengthened, but whether they actually do or not, I'm not too sure. Who have we got in 15th, Justin? We've got the mighty Barnsley. We have. All aboard the Struber train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Struber train. <laughs> it's something I'm Bavarian... going on this season. <laughs> it's chugging along just in. The Struber train is going straight up the championship table because Gerhard Struber is a very good manager, Justin. We love mm-hmm. him. And with him in charge, Barnsley are going to be chugging up the championship <laughs> some stats for you Justin since Gerhard Struber came in Barnsley were 13th in the table for form the most important stat though is this before Struber came in Barnsley conceded more goals than anyone else in the league and then since he came in only six teams conceded fewer goals that is that turnaround is just manic it shows mm-hmm. how much of a job he's done because going forwards Barnsley are fine and now that Barnes, uh, Struber's sorted out the defence, they can really kick on. And that's not really happened for Barnsley for quite some time, has it? When they've been in the Championship, they've historically always struggled. Yep. Yep, you're right. Yeah, Paul Hackingbottom, I think, got them sort of mid-table and then he went to Leeds and then they, they fell away after that and were, were relegated, um, I think, the following season. But what Barnsley have this time around is a team of just quality players before or hitting their peak at the right times and under Struber prefer the Bavarian boat maybe not not quite the, the Struber train but no we've already got it it's already trained okay, sorry <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go with that um, but yeah they, they've got a team that is only going to get better and they've got a manager who's only going to get better this is an exciting time for Barnsley and I think mm. they could keep hold of Struber and a lot of their players and bring in the right players as well I said it uh, at the tail end of last season. They're a team that can fight, well, compete for the playoffs in the future. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The front three of Jacob Brown, Connor Chaplin, Corley Woodrow. It's just fantastic. And uh, Alex Barrett pulling the strings in midfield. It's going to be 
so important once again. And now that they've got that settled defence, that's why I think Barnsley could have a great season. Would you say 15th is a great season for Barnsley? I think it's a good... Let's consider last season. They, they stayed up on the last day of the season. Mm. They stayed up on the last in, in the last game of the season. And technically, um, and because Wigan had the points deduction as well. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, with, it's with a bit of an asterisk. But, you know, they're there... They've got an opportunity to build now, and um, you know I think fifteenth would be would be a steady finish for them to to improve the, for the next season. You know, it's all about the long term. I think with Barnsley, and it is progress finishing fifteenth. It's not a, it's not a negative. It's certainly progress. Yeah, I'd say it wouldn't surprise me if they um, even went even higher because Struber's done such a good job. He's a he's a brilliant manager at this level. Fourteenth, uh, Justin, we've got Middlesbrough, who I think mm-hmm. are a bit of an unknown quantity because of one man. And that's Neil Warnock. Because with him in charge, yeah. you don't really know what to expect. But I think mid-table is an all-right season for Middlesbrough after what was a fairly disastrous one last year. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think a, a, a mid-table finish would be a great season. I, there, there are moments of um, Neil Warnock not adding to the squad this, this, this summer. Well, this summer, sorry, this this transfer window, which is is a surprise because there are a lot of gaps. I think you know he said he was happy with the the, the squad. He maybe he's seen something that a lot of us haven't. Um, there is quality in there, but they if they, they if they do harbour ambitions of finishing the top half or you know at the very most the playoffs, they need they need more quality and more strength in depth. Because I'm looking at the, the the squad charts at the moment, and you know they've got two senior strikers in Asombolonga and Fletcher, and then they've got Stephen Walker who. Is is an up and coming player. It's not, a, it's not a squad that inspires me as such. I think it's one of Neil Warnock's harder jobs. If I'm being honest with you, there's an argument for it. I think the squad's decent enough as it is in terms of quality. As you mentioned, it's squad depth, which is the real concern for me. Um, Borough fans have been very frustrated with the lack of business that's been done so far. At the time of recording, the only player they brought in is Grant Hall at the back, um, but they have. Um, been linked with plenty of players and Neil Warnock has said he wants to bring in a striker particularly um, which is interesting because obviously having more than two strikers would be ideal well Ashley Fletcher is coming off his best ever season I expect him mm-hmm. to kick on Asamba Longa didn't have a great season by his standards but we all know what he can do and there's a good mix of youth and experience there isn't there I do think they need to bring players through no denying that Um but I hope Warnock gives youngsters the chance as well, like Hayden Colson, Jed Spence in particular. Uh, Colson was someone who really impressed me last season. Um, one of the real bright sparks in what was, a, as we've already mentioned, a fairly disastrous season last year for Middlesbrough. Yeah. But there are the young players coming through. Middlesbrough are another club who have got quite a good record when it comes to um, their academy. And um, that might be one of the um, key building points for them as they rebuild from the Woodgate era um, <laughs> I think 80% of the reason for having Borough where we've got them is because of Neil Warnock isn't it because he's going to get points whatever the case that's what he does he wins points you don't you, I mean we mentioned Rotherham in the last episode what he did at Rotherham a few seasons ago they were down and out and he managed to recover them um, to, to, to avoid relegation which was just a ridiculously Amazing job, and the same at Cardiff. Really, he gets he gets the best out of the best out of players. He's very much old school, and you know his track record with bringing through academy players isn't isn't amazing. You know, but then again, you look at his time at Palace. You know, he's the one that brought through the likes of Victor Moses, Nathaniel Klein, players like that. Um, and you hope that he has the same impact um, at Borough because 
similar circumstances to when he managed Palace in the sense that they're not going to be spending a lot of money. They've got a they've got a blood player through the academy. It's certainly going to be another transitional season. Last season needed to be that season, but it, uh, uh, as you mentioned, it was it, it was a disaster. Mm. So there's plenty to build, and I think finishing 14th um, without the threat of relegation, 15th, 14th without the threat of relegation, is a good season. But after 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 last season, it, it's it's progress in the slowest form i think yeah of course and i think warnock's just going to keep things ticking over this season in seaball before probably leaving at the end of the season and handing over the reins to someone else who that person is who knows now justin i think we're at a part of the predictions where i think there's a bit of a gap between the sides in the championship the sides we've already mentioned i was always going to put in the bottom half and the sides (laughs) we're about to mention all have claims for the playoffs would you agree with that there's there's arguments for it, um, you know. I think the next couple of teams we're going to talk about, maybe maybe not. I think there's they're quite away from competing in the playoffs. Okay. But I I, I do think there there is a, a fairly big gap between them and sort of the lower half of the table. Certainly. Yeah, that's fair. Thirteenth, uh, who have we got? We've got Derby County. We have got Derby County, and Derby are building something under Philip Cocu. I think we can all agree with that. They want to have more of a focus on the youth, which is great. But I think this season, they might have to go backwards to go forwards. Um, And by that, I mean a season where the young players mature a bit more before having a real crack at promotion. Would you say that's the case? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be be a bit of a slog. We thought last season was a slog. Um, But finishing 10th, I think, was actually a really good season for for Derby. Mm. But you look at... You know the the effects of COVID, and you know senior players having to leave um, because Derby just can't compete in terms of terms. Um, you know, like Chris Martin, Tom Huddleston, it's it's always going to be difficult. Um, but as you say, it's an, it's another team, much like Borough. We said it last season, much like Borough, they're a transitional team having to bleed young players through because they just cannot afford to to pay fees and, and wages or have big squads yeah. simple as that well the holy trinity of jason knight louis sibley and max bird all of them academy players and they're all very exciting and uh, there's more youth products on the fringes who i expect to feature more this season morgan whitaker in particular might be one who we see a lot more of uh, matt clark mm-hmm. one of the best center backs in the division for my money uh, they've also got christian bielik coming back which is going to be massive because he was so so good before he got injured and then the goals keep he goalkeeper situation is better uh, with David Marshall coming in and of course they got Wayne Rooney so there's a lot of positives but there's plenty of negatives as well isn't there <laughs> particularly going forwards they need another striker badly mm. uh, and yes. possibly another winger although they have seemingly changed the system so that might not be as important mm-hmm. as we initially thought um, and then the other thing is the fullback areas because the latest reports seem to indicate that Jaden Bogle and Max Lowe are going to Sheffield United um, these re- issues might have resolved themselves by the time the transfer window shuts but players do need to be brought in don't they without a shadow of a doubt you know you, uh, as I mentioned Chris Martin leaving there's there's a there's a goal and um, creative asset that's left the side. I know you're not a big the biggest fan, but he he knitted that midfield and, 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 and final third quite nicely. And you've lost an experienced player. Martin Waghorn is is a good player at championship level, not prolific, but he he's a steady he's a steady man, but he's been injured all pre season. Jack Marriott not been fit for a while coming into this season with a with a full pre season behind him. 
can he can he get to the form he showed at Peterborough? There's question marks. Um, and then obviously Tom Lawrence is also out for a few weeks as well. As you mentioned, Jaden Bogle, Max Lowe leaving, it's not ideal, but hopefully that gives gives the club funds to strengthen in the forward areas because, as you say, that is where the gaps are, especially out wide and um, and up front. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think to summarise the Derby County situation, I, I think I don't think we'll see the Koku project bloom this season but with a bit of patience it could be something special and we could end up eventually seeing the Derby County side finally in the Premier League with half a team made up of academy players and it'll be a great thing to see as well won't it that would, that would be lovely but that's not the Derby way <laughs> <laughs> right well this is the halfway point of the show let's take a break Justin and, and after that we'll go from positions 12th to 9th It's a little-known fact that when Justin and I record these shows, nine times out of ten, we're wearing a classic football shirt from years gone by. And where do we get them from? Classicfootballshirts.co.uk In fact, as I record this, I'm wearing my PSG shirt with Thiago Silva on the back. Alternatively, I could have worn my Juventus shirt, Dortmund shirt, Blackburn shirt. I could go on. We're big fans of classic football shirts here because they offer you classic football shirts at a great price. And it's not just shirts either. Oh no, dear listener. There's also training wear, track suits, shorts, socks, you name it. And I can guarantee they'll have something for your club. So head on over to classicfootballshirts.co.uk or visit them in store in either London or Manchester. Welcome back to the Second Tier Podcast. These are our Championship Table Predictions and we're at the mid-weight stage and we are now going on to position 12. Who have we got, Justin? In the mighty mid-table position, it's Preston North End. Yeah. Um, so far, Preston have signed absolutely no one. Um, they seem to be one of the clubs who have been hit hard by the pandemic, so they're being very careful, which is understandable because um, the COVID pandemic has hit a lot of clubs very hard. Um, however, I just can't see them getting in the playoffs without a quality striker, and we're starting to sound a bit like a broken record saying that, aren't we, Justin? No, definitely. It's it's so frustrating because that's that's the one thing that's wrong with Preston is they just don't have this number nine that can hit 15 goals. If they had that, perfect. They'd be a great side. Um, but they're, they're in a position where I think without that the, the players are just going to stagnate you've got the likes of Ben Pearson Alan Brown um, Ben Davis who I'd have thought teams would have come in for at some point no solid bids have come in so you know it's that, it's that case of would, would, would Preston be better off selling one of those players for, for a bit of money and then reinvest, reinvesting that in a, in a forward player maybe they would you know it's that you know having to sell to, to, to get stronger sort of scenario and I think that would benefit them more than keeping hold of these players who had an average season I think last season they they, they could have done better they they didn't they were saved by the, the breaking football I think because they were slipping slipping down the table at that point um, and as, as we've said week after week after week they need a striker who's going to put chances away because they're a team that do create chances yeah they create loads of chances and in one of the things that is so frustrating about Preston is if you ignore the striker position, Preston probably have one of the better sides in the division. Um, it's just that last piece of the jigsaw. And 
unfortunately, scoring goals is quite an important part <laughs> of that jigsaw. Um, you, you mentioned selling players. Ben Pearson's someone who has been linked with a move away. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were forced to sell a key player like Ben Pearson. Um, maybe to tie themselves over with everything that's going on with COVID. And if that was the case, they might not even be able to get a replacement. It's... Oh, it's, a, it's a weird time in football, isn't it? And Preston seems to be one of those clubs um, that are feeling the full effects of it. They have got a, a decent squad there, haven't they? Like Tom Bayliss, for example, who you mentioned before. He signed for a few million last mm-hmm. season. He played 16 minutes of football. Um, and he's more than ready to come into the side. So whether that happens or not, I don't know. Uh, there's been talk of Scott Sinclair potentially playing down the middle. Um, would you be a fan of that? I don't know about that. Has he has he done that in his career? I, he was, his one prolific season came at Swansea. Um, obviously, that was he from was, the left. He was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was from, it was from the left. So he's an experienced player. Could he could he settle into that? I don't know. But if you're trying to, they do, they Preston have done that pretty much under um, Alex Neil. He's trying to. It's just square pegs in round holes um, up front. In, in, you know, Barkhausen's Barkhausen's done it. Sean Maguire's done it. These aren't out-and-out strikers, and the the, the out-and-out strikers that they've got in Nugent and Stockley, obviously Louis Malt's been injured. The out-and-out strikers they've got in, in Nugent and Stockley just aren't prolific enough for them. No, not at all. And I feel like that's going to be uh, to Swan, uh, Swansea Preston's uh, downfall <laughs> this season, and um, it's going to be from the looks of it another frustrating season for Alex Neil, Alex Neil's men. Let's go to eleventh, Justin. We've got Blackburn who ended up having quite a good season last year, and I think they can build towards a playoff push this season. One big issue, though, Justin, is I look at their squad, and I think it might have actually got weaker, which isn't a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Their three most important players last season were Adam Armstrong, Stuart Downing, and Tosin Adarabayo. Now, the latter two are both gone. Adarabayo was on loan, and Downing's contract has expired, and it doesn't seem like he's coming back. So that's not ideal. But as we keep saying, this is a long transfer window, so that might be addressed. But from the squad that we have in front of us at the moment, though, it's still a decent one, isn't it? Absolutely. It's 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 a well-balanced team. Um, it's got goals in it. There's some good defenders and a bit of creativity in the midfield as well. And You, you also consider the fact that Bradley Dax has got to come back from injury. This is an exciting Blackburn team, and you do expect them to to add a couple of more players, and that's and that's all I think they need. They just need a couple of more players. It'd be interesting to see plays alongside Lenehan. Obviously, you mentioned Adarabayo uh, has gone back. You know, Scott Wharton's come back from from Northampton. He had a good loan spell there. Mulgrew's there, and obviously Derek Williams is there as well. None of them really, you know, no. the the ball's not going, is it? That's not really a saying, but we'll, we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> They're not they're not exciting defenders. If a defender is exciting, um, so there's there's a clear gap in there. And obviously, Stuart Downing is a, is a massive shame because he was a revelation last season for for Blackburn. Yeah. He was exactly what Borough were missing um, to their detriment, and um, he he really added something different to that to that to, to that Blackburn team as well as as well as his creativity. It was also his versatility as well. Um, but they've got players that need to prove a point. Um, Broughton and Gallagher come to mind straight away in in that. Um, in that context. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Lewis Travis, great talent at the mm-hmm. heart of midfield. I expect him to even be even better this season. Uh, Adam Armstrong, one of the best goal scorers in the division. Daryl Lenahan, solid at the back. And there is some young talent coming through as well, but the big one is, as you mentioned, Bradley Dack being back fit. And we all know what he can do. And a uh, fully fit Dak and Armstrong, that's frightening 
for the rest of the decision. So, uh, divi decision? Division. Um, so, it, it's a very exciting Blackburn team. The only thing holding them back is the rest of the players. As you mentioned, Gallagher, Brereton, Rothrell. These are players who, I think, if even just one of them kicked on, then Blackburn could be very dangerous this season. But they do need to replace Adara Bayo and Downing um, because Downing was the main chance creator in that side. And if you don't create chances, you're not going to score many goals. <laughs> Let's go to position 10, Justin. Who have we got? We've got Watford. We have got Watford. And it's quite tricky assessing the three relegated teams Um with just over a month left of the transfer window because we don't know who's going to leave but all the transfer rumours with Watford seem to indicate there's going to be a bit of a mass exodus um, mm. so everything we mention here needs to be met with the caveat that they might not necessarily be at the club come October 16th but if you make a rough draft of who is going to be left it's not as great as I thought it was going to be do you know what I mean? There's a lot of unknown quantities in that Watford team as well there is. players that there haven't is. had a lot of experience in, in English football, you look at João Pedro, Luis Suarez, not that Luis Suarez. You know, the, the, the players that, if you're familiar with FM, uh, Football Manager, they're very good on the, <laughs> they're very good on Football Manager. So you sort of know who they are and what they're about. Um, but you know, it's not, you know, it's real life, so it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult to judge. And then you've got the fact that Troy Deeney is more than likely going. Glenn Murray's come in, for example. That that surely paves the paves the exit for for Troy Deeney. So, yeah. It's it's they're, they're a difficult one to judge, but I think I think a top ten finish is is about fair. I think. Yeah, it wants well with the promoted sides. It's very hard to assess them uh, from my perspective. Um, the positives for Watford are it looks like Ismail Star is going to stay, and he could be brilliant at this level. He showed glimpses of real quality in the Premier League last season. There's plenty of players who have experience at Championship level, the likes of Glenn Murray, as you mentioned, Andre Gray, Will Hughes, Craig Dawson. They've all been there and done it at this level. Um, there's also talk of them signing Matt Grimes from Swansea, who for me is the most underrated player in the Championship. I think he is absolutely class. Uh, the final big positive is these foreign youngsters who they've got uh, <laughs> the unknowns like uh, Zhao, what was it Zhao Pedro yeah. and Luis Suarez they could be very good if they're given a chance but who knows ultimately um, but with Watford compared to the other relegated sides I feel like they've got more question marks um, first off the manager Vladimir Ivic who knows how he'll end up last club was Maccabi Tel Aviv and before that it was Pauk in Greece two clubs who are big fishes in small ponds and that's not going to be the case in the Championship. He might end up being a genius. We just don't know. Um, how will they cope with the disappointment of, rele of relegation? That goes for all the sides who have come down. It's becoming increasingly rare for teams to instantly bounce back. And I'm also worried about some of the players who they have got, who haven't been informed for some time. I'm looking at someone like Glenn Murray, for example, who, when he was last in the Championship, was an absolute goal machine. But he's 36 now and only got one goal for Brighton last season. Andre Gray has never really hit the heights that were expected of him when he first joined Watford. And then Tom Cleverley's best days are behind him. And then that could be the same could be said for the likes of Craig Dawson, Craig Cathcart, Ben Foster. A lot of question marks. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do agree. But then you mentioned youngsters. I think that's really important. They signed Ngakia from West Ham. You know, West Ham were trying incredibly hard to keep hold of him. So I certainly think he's going to be in around the first team. Ben Wilmot as well, who was steady at Swansea last season, mm -hmm. he's in, he's in there, and then you, you bring in the likes of 
you know, Luis Suarez, Ismael Assar, Isaac's success as well. It's it's it's, it's a it's a good team on paper. It really is a good team on paper. But Dominic um, Keener as well. It's a good team on paper, but it's they didn't they haven't really gelled for the last couple of seasons. Um, well, actually, no, they got to the FA Cup final, didn't they? The the well, they lost six yeah. nil. But that's going to be a very different side, isn't it? Yeah, to the exactly. Got here. Exactly, and it's as I said, they they, they didn't gel last season. Are they going to gel this season? Don't know about that. Who knows? And uh, of course, with Watford, you've got to remember they're not the most patient when it comes to their manager situation. Uh, So we might see a repeat of that this season. Justin, last one before we wrap up this episode. In ninth place, we've got Bristol City, which was another one who we disagreed quite a lot Mm -hmm. on. You had them in the playoffs. I had them much lower down the table. Um, This could have been very different, though, if they had appointed Chris Hewton, because this (laughs) squad is a very good squad. And with the right man in charge, it could be a very it could be a very good side. But I'm just not sure Dean Holden is that man. You hate me saying this, but he's the cheap option. I don't think it is a cheap option. I think he is a he's he's a highly rated coach who seems it is a bit of an easy appointment because you know there was Paul Cook was available Chris Hewitt as we we campaigned we basically campaigned for Chris Hewitt to get the job um because he's a he's a championship cheat code let's be honest and with a a very good Bristol City squad a very very good Bristol City squad that yeah. I think has improved massively um they 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 could be in the playoffs um obviously you mentioned that I put them fifth I put them fifth because I'm looking at the squad sheet now and I'm really liking what I see. Well, that's what I was saying towards the end of last season, that um, they could be uh, a contender for pushing for automatic promotion this season. It's just, I don't think Dean Holden's the right man. He is the cheap option because they, they could have very easily splashed the money on getting someone like Chris Hewton, but they've decided not to, possibly because of COVID. I just don't know. Um, but when he came in his caretaker towards the end of last season, he had a good start, but then it fizzled out and... They looked very average again. I'd, when I was putting this um, table together, the teams that I put above them, I just thought they're in more capable hands than Dean Holden. Now, the players, as you mentioned, are undeniably very good at this level. Naki Wells, one of the deadliest finishers in the championship. Then defensively, Jay De Silva, Jack Hunt, Thomas Callas at the back. Man for man, probably one of the best defences in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, midfield, I think they might need to add a few players. I don't know about that. And I, I do. Well, I'd say they they're brought in Joe Williams, who is a steady signing. But um, apart from that, they were playing Andy Vyman in centre mid um, towards the end of last season, which I feel like was a bit of a square peg in a round hole. Where Williams goes into that side if he plays instead of uh, Vyman, I don't know. They've still got the likes of Nye, Masengo. Masengo is going to have a year under his under his belt now, so he should um, feature a bit more. I still look at this Bristol Sea side, and they need a different manager. Is all I'm saying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that that I mean, yeah, that that's fair. Dean Holden's a lack of experience, but as I say, a good coach and. You know, I, I do disagree on the midfield front. I think they've got one of the best midfield in the in the championship. The likes of Liam Walsh, who was very good at Coventry City last season on loan. That's true. He's come in. Joe Morrell started for Wales at the weekend. Um, Adam Nye, uh, fair, amount, uh, fair amount of injuries last season. And then you look at creative, the creative side of things. Elias, and we know what what he's capable of. If Casey Palmer. 
Yeah, well, he's, he's got a squad number. That's that's a positive. Um, <laughs> Casey Palmer again, the capability that he's got um, at Championship level, and then and then of course I think it's going to be Bristol City's best player next season is Jamie Patterson. Um, I saw the goal he scored at the weekend. It, it just sums him up perfectly. He was he was unbelievable when he came back from Derby. They. <laughs> They're, they're going to be a not an underdog. They're going to go under the radar, I think, Bristol City this season. I do think they are going to challenge for the playoffs. Probably more comfortable than you might think, and what a lot of people, a lot of um, a lot of what other people are uh, going to think as well. This is a good side. We've said it's a good side. Um, they just they just got to get that consistency right, and they'll be fine. You said they'll get in the playoffs. Justin, I could not disagree more. But <laughs> that's why we do this podcast, because it's a game of opinions, isn't it? Exactly. Right. On Thursday, we'll be releasing our top eight. So you have that to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We've certainly enjoyed it. And as I say, we'll be back again on Thursday as we reveal who we think is going to get promoted. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.